So we're just on Kid Chameleon, but yep. what about Lance Stalker? Have you ever um, played that one? I know I haven't. Can't say I have. I saw a few screenshots of it. I get the feeling I probably wouldn't have liked it. Mm-hmm. So I've got a change for it. Oh, you're just saying it. What are you, what are you swapping it for? A King of Monsters. Good oh, yeah. choice. The the Captain America ripoff, the Beetle, the uh, the giant lizard because you couldn't have um, Godzilla, and then you if you played two players the same character you had different color variations because that's how you did it back then. Never figured out how to play the game. I only ever remember playing as the Captain America esque guy, and the only thing I could do was try and jump kick everyone. That was my yeah. go to move. That was it. Okay, so. I I agree with that, but I'm sticking with my original choice. <laughs> Universal Soldier. Oh. Which had almost nothing to do with the actual movie that it was a part of. Yeah, because um, I remember the movie where John claude Van Damme turned into a small circle and dropped bombs <laughs> everywhere. You know, that iconic scene. Oh, exactly. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. yeah, the the Universal Soldier video game is just a sort of standard science fiction run from left to right, shoot everything, kind of along the same lines as the um, the the stages in Rygar. You know, that sort of left to right, kill everything. But yeah, you can become this sort of disc shape and bounce around the stages. It, it was a lot of fun. It was it, fun. It adds similar gameplay to the the first Terminator game, but the first Terminator game you had one health bath for the entire game. Mm-hmm. That's so a, it's, yeah. it's very similar to that, and the ending boss where you fought Dolph Lundgren's character, which was Sergeant something, instead of fighting a massive uh, and actual full body version of him, you fought his head. Yeah, yeah. I remember playing like... that game and completing it, and never understanding anything to do with the game apart from I can shoot bullets that bounce. Oh, definitely. Um, I very much feel like it was a game that was finished but shelved until some kind of film license could be bought and it was attached to that. Yeah. But even so, it was a fun game, you know? It's not It's not, not fun to play, if that's it, right. It kind of feels like someone's pet project they did on the side and they went, oh, we've got this, let's just slap a movie to it, you know? Definitely, yeah. It was definitely a finished game, but they thought they couldn't sell it, and then it just ended up becoming a a property related to Un, um, Universal Soldier just because, hey, we've got this chance to make a game for Universal Soldier. Oh, look, I've already created a science fiction side-scrolling shooting game. Mm. But even so, it, it was still a lot of fun. You know, it's, it's legitimately fun to play. Yeah. Okay. So we're both swapping that out, and that's mm. fine. Uh, what about uh, the next one is Light Crusader. It's, it's the style of gameplay where it's sort of like isometric. And mm-hmm. I remember when I first played it, I had to turn my pad to a side to understand where I was actually looking at. Yeah. I don't like games like that on the Mega Drive, so I'd swap it out. Okay. What are you swapping it for? Primal Rage. Oh. The Brilliant. donkey that farts. Not the donkey, yes. the, uh, the monkey that farts with the... The, yes. uh, the Mohawk. Can't remember his name. It's interesting, you know, because we've both picked fighting games to swap it out for. Oh, I. Yeah, I picked Pit Fighter. <laughs> oh, the, the game where Ty was the only real character. 
in it. It was based on an actual guy who was a kickboxer. Well, um, Pit Fighter started out life as a, a film tie-in for the film Kickboxer. Ah. Yeah, which is why he kind of, yeah, I mean, once you know that and you look, you watch the film and yeah. then you play the game, it is very clearly meant to meant to have been a film die-in, but the mm-hmm. license was dropped. So then they kind of changed it slightly and released it as that. Yeah, and the uh, the difficulty of the characters was Buzz was the easiest to play as, Ty was the easiest to play as, and Kato, are you mad? <laughs> yeah. Even though that's all I ever played as, and it was just it was so difficult to play as him because he was the the hands guy, so he did the the hand movement and then bowed whenever you did that. Ty just did um, a jumping spin kick with both feet that sent people flying, and Buzz he was just the best. Yeah, his own words. His own words. He was just yeah. the best. Which okay. I I think he kind of looked like Jesse the Body Ventura if he had a mullet. Yes. Yes, I agree with you completely on that. He, he sounded a lot like him, and he kind of looked like him as well. If you ever seen Jesse the Body Ventura actually wrestle, he's got the same stance as well. Mm. Sort of like shoulders forward, hands out, like classic wrestling. Not like sports entertainment wrestling, but the sport of wrestling. Yeah, that sort of Greco-Roman sort of, wrestling. The, yeah, that's the one, Greco-Roman wrestling. He's got that sort of stance whenever you watch him wrestle. He, he didn't wrestle for too long, but... He was more a colour commentator after that. We're going way off track here. But oh, yeah, yeah he, he, he sort of, to me, he looked more like Jesse the Body Ventura than, uh, was it just Buzz he was called? Yeah, he was, yeah, just called yeah. Buzz. Yeah, and he was the one where if you left, when you, when you selected him, he'd show his arms and his picture portrait would widen. He'd sort of like hit the barriers and make them part yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. It was really true, weird. Yeah. yeah. Okay, um, so next on the list is totally not my man, Hank. Come on, Hank, sing that song. It's uh, Mega Man The Wily Wars. I'm so glad you pronounced it right. Because I saw it and I read it as Mega Man The Willy Wars and then realised he's Dr. Wily. That's how you pronounce it. There's no two L's, there's one L. <laughs> yeah, I mentioned it so you didn't have to. That's fine. Oh, I'm so grown up, aren't I? But yes, um, <laughs> Mega Man The Wily Wars, essentially just a Mega Man game. But, yeah. I mean, I say essentially just a Mega Man game. The Mega Man games are fun, but... You know, it's still a Mega Man game. You still have to, you have that freedom of doing it in any order you want, but you still have to do it in a specific order. And they weren't for me. They're not for me. I preferred playing Mega Man on the Nintendo consoles. Yes. Being on the Mega Drive, there was just something odd about it. Yeah. You know, the, the, the pad, you know, the control style, the, the even the gameplay, it just seemed a bit off, even though it was exactly the same game. Yeah, I, I agree completely. I agree completely. For that reason, I'm jettisoning it. I'm getting I'd, rid of it. I'm I'd keep it on just for the fact that I'd like a game on there where I, I boot up and go, this shouldn't be on here. <laughs> you know, this is odd. I'd have that that like curiosity on there. Why am I playing this? This seems to be wrong, but I'm In still case, playing it. You should jettison it and put one of the Super Mario hacks on there, clearly. No, no, I keep it on just for the fact of, this is weird. <laughs> There's not many games where I load up, well, there are a few games that I load up where I go, why am I playing this? This is odd. Fair enough. You know, so I'd, I'd keep that on there. <laughs> okay. So we talked about a game earlier on where you said you had to rotate the controller around, and I feel like you would have to do that for this one anyway to stop yourself from developing rheumatoid arthritis, but the one that I'm going to swap Mega Man out for is Predator 2. 
Oh, oh. It, I, I, I recently got, I got that from a retro fair, right? Mm-hmm. Bung it into my Mega Drive, and I had, I've got an arcade stick with that. I love me an arcade stick. Yes. Um, and I couldn't play it. I got like two stages in and died. I passed the arcade stick to Jay, and he completes it. <laughs> Mainly because he pushes and holds the fire button and realizes if you do that, you can strafe while firing. I didn't. I turned and fired at everything. I completely forgot there was that mechanic in the game. So he got all the way to the Predator ship, killed them, and completed the game. I got two stages in. Well, what can I say, folks? What can I say? Hacks. Yeah, well, obviously. See, it's witchcraft. <laughs> he knows the mechanics better than me, so obviously, Ben, him, he's a witch. But hang on, this isn't the 1990s, so we can't say that about games. So <laughs> Exactly. So, yeah, I'm swapping it for Predator 2. I, th- I think that's the only game that I could... Now that I think about it, I remember back in the day, I, you, you showed me how to strafe, and I did a lot better. That's probably the only game I'd play that's like that, isometric style view. But again, like I said, you know, you have to... you have to. I did turn the pad every time I played it. You have to run, because to strafe, you had to hold down one of the three action buttons to move, but then you also had to push a, another button to shoot. So it was like, you have to be very able to do that, otherwise your fingers grab up. You have to rotate the pad and you have to place it on either your knee, a desk or the floor. Exactly. To move and yeah. shit, which is odd. It's kind of like um, if you ever play Kid Icarus on the 3DS, you have to get a stand for it because you yeah. can't play it normally, which is odd. Anyway. <laughs> but like I said, I would stop it for that because it's so much more fun, in, in my opinion. Mm. So then next on the list is Monster World 4. Didn't what like it. Thinking? You didn't like it, Switch. No, I just... I mean, the game itself was all right, but I just, the personal taste, I didn't like it, and I'd, I'd swap that out for something else. Oh, what are you swapping it for? Fantasy Star 3. Oh, I like it. I like it. Uh, the one where you played it's uh, Rune, the Prince. Yeah, okay. It's one of those that it's, you need to get used to it, and then once you're used to it, you're off. But the mechanics are a bit weird to get used to. Fantasy Star games, everyone sort of skips over them because Final Fantasy was the bigger series. But I do think that Fantasy Star 2 onwards, they were amazing. The first game, Mm. maybe not so much. But (laughs) from Fantasy Star 2 onwards, they were all amazing. So the reason I don't like the Fantasy Star 1, or rather the first Fantasy Star game, is because it's it's a maze crawler, but it's like first-person maze crawler on the Master System. And it was a technological achievement. I just, I didn't like it, you know. I thought you were going to say you didn't like the cat as a famili- as a as a as a companion because you got a cat as a companion and it actually attacked and did stuff. I like yeah. the story of it, the idea behind oh, yeah. the story of it, but yeah, so you mean the the overworld was a bit hard to know where you were going. the The monster levels were all over the place, so you could wander out, get into one fight to try and level up and die. Yeah, exactly. I know because exactly. I got, I've recently, I got it for what did I get it for. I got it for the Switch, and I've got about halfway through the game, and it takes a lot of getting used to. Mm-hmm. If you're used to playing Final Fantasy, you're really going to struggle with it. Definitely. But Fantasy Star 3, that is just, oh, it's brilliant. Mm-hmm. That's what I'd swap it for. I didn't like Monster World 4, but I'd definitely swap it for Fantasy Star 3. Okay. So Monster World 4, for me, is getting booted. But what I'm getting in its place is Worms. 
it's it's got to be. You've got to have fun. You know, there's as much as playing a game for the story is good. You know, if you're into into uh, story based games, but also you know you've got to be able to switch something on, play it for ten minutes to switch it off, and not have to worry about well the next time I play this will be in two weeks time. You know. See, if I was going to put sort of like a Worms game on there, it'd probably be, or a Worms style game on there, it'd probably be Lemmings. Because mm. I just like trying to figure out a level if I couldn't do it, pushing that explodey button, you got a countdown from 10. Once you got to zero, I'd sort of like try and shoot the screen with my fingers. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember doing that on the, was it the, the Amstrad we had, Amiga? What, what was the one that we had that had tapes? That was the Amstrad. Yeah, I remember doing that on that a lot. I didn't even play the level. I just shoot them all. Yeah, yeah. Uh, don't get me wrong. Lemmings was fun, but, you know, I'd probably want some kind of fun multiplayer. So mm. Worms is great for that. You can either play against the machine or you can play with friends, you know. And it is competitive, but it's fun competitive. You know, there's no real stakes involved. Yeah, and the uh, the latest re- iterations of Worms, the, the actual AI actually cheated. Yes, it wasn't a thing of oh man, this game's really hard. The it, you know the computer must be cheating. It actually did cheat. Yeah, definitely. Mm. So I guess I'm still going to ask, but I've got a feeling I know what you're going to say about Fantasy Star for the end of the millennium. It's got um, 15 P's next to it on the list. As in <laughs> yeah. Just 15 of them. It is the quintessential. Before it went to Fantasy Star Online, it is the quintessential Fantasy Star game. And before the Mega Drive collections came out, I never played it because it wasn't released in uh, Europe. Mm-hmm. So there was never a PAL version. It was always Japan and America, I think, or it might have just been America. I can't remember. But it never got released over here. So I never played it before the um, Mega Drive Classic collections came out. But once I did start playing it, I didn't stop at all. And it was it was also the first fancy star game that really hit me in the field and it also took me ages to figure out how to get by one particular boss as well so i leveled up unnecessarily then i think ike told me oh you've got you just got to do this to get past the boss so i went to the next part of the game very over leveled and to me the end of the game was when you beat a certain boss but there was content after it that i never knew about so, yeah, it, it's got that nice mix of humour, story progression, and from the menu, if you hovered over talk, it tell you what you were doing. So anyone who played Final Fantasy games before Final Fantasy X, if you played it, went off it, and then went back on it, you tell me you didn't struggle to figure out what the f*** you were doing. There was no reminders of anything you were supposed to be doing at all. And that really annoyed me, because I get really far in it, go off on it because a new title came out, then go back to it and think, what am I doing? Yeah, exactly, exactly. But yeah, Fancy Star 4, it's, it's got the most passes on my list. <laughs> I do not blame you at all. It's it's a keeper for me. Um, it is the, I think it's the only RPG on my list, like a proper JRPG long-form mm. story. But it's well-deserved because, yeah, it is It is the only one on my list that is a proper JRPG long-form sit and play this by yourself for a long time and absorb the story and all that kind of stuff. But because, you know, like you said before, PSO, it was the definitive fantasy Mm. star game. There were no other fantasy star games or any other RPGs that came close. And I know I'm going to potentially upset a lot of people. (coughs) Lulu, (coughs) um, I love my (laughs) line, but it really is good. It, It 
it, I really, really enjoy playing that game. It was as well, apart from Chrono Trigger, it's the only RPG on them era of consoles that you could actually have group attacks. So mm. particular commands, if you group them together, you do a group attack. And there was all sorts of different commands for all sorts of different things, and you could save them. So if you were quicker than the enemy, you could actually do a massive group attack that did more damage instead of just individually. But if the enemy hit one of your group, you wouldn't do that group attack. But you could save them as a list of, I think it was eight or nine commands, you could save them and just go to them instead of selecting them manually. See, that's why I love talking video games with your squids, because I never knew that. Got all the way through it without having accidentally discovered one of these commands. So you struggled then, all the way through? Pretty much, yeah, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> I mean, they don't always work, but when they do work... You know, it's I don't always use group commands in a game, but when I do use group commands in a game, I decimate everything. Insert oh, meme exactly, here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we're we're both saying that Fantasy Star Four has to stay. Uh, if if anyone chooses to get rid of it, I'd, it instant nemesis for life, I think. <laughs> Apart from Fair G enough. hashtag don't call me Audrey. You know? Okay. Fair enough. So the next one on the list Instant classic EA Sports, and not even EA Sports, EA game, Road Rash 2. Mm. I um, I always remember I would intentionally crash on that game and run the entire length. <laughs> it, it took me about 15 minutes, but I'd run the entire length of the track. Okay. I, even, I even did that once, no word of a lie, I even did that once, and I didn't come last. <laughs> Which I was highly amazed at. So one of my favorite things to do on the Road Rash series is play the first few levels before you get out of the first sort of championship or whatever. Because it's in, it's in leagues, isn't it? Yeah. So play the first few levels, get a bit of cash, upgrade your bike, go back to the first set of levels again and do it all again until you were able to afford like a super bike on the first set of stages. Then by that point... By the time you're through the first league or whatever, you've got the most powerful superbike in the entire game, and you could just totally woof race through. Or indeed, you could just spend your time. One of the other things I used to do was uh, so the thing with Road Rash is it is a motorcycle street racing game, but you could also beat up the other players. You could punch them <laughs> or kick them whilst you're racing alongside them. So I would intentionally drive slow so that I could beat everyone up. And then speed off to the to the to the end. Not sure what that says about me, though. I'm going to say two things about uh, Road Rash. Um, I always remember saving up to get the the most powerful bike in the game, and then struggling to control it. Yeah. And and second, whenever I play on that, my absolute worst enemy was Biff. Yes. That smug little. <laughs> oh, is. Out of anyone else's smack talk, his was the worst, and it always wind me up. So I'd try and figure out whereabouts in the rankings he was, or where he was in the position of the race, and intentionally beat the crap out of him. <laughs> That's fair enough. Mm. So my question to you, Squidge, you've talked about how much you like Road Rash, Road Rash 2 specifically. Are you keeping it? Oh, yeah. Uh, you see, I'm jettisoning it. Jettisoning it. There we go. I'm getting rid of it. Okay. I'm replacing it with Road Rash 3. <laughs> oh, you preferred the third one. Yeah, Road Rash on tour, yeah, yeah. 
was was it was it the music or was it it was better handling you know or um different environments you know you you it wasn't just the same uh, stretch of road <laughs> yeah it wasn't rural america it was you know rural america and the sahara and you know so there was a little bit more variety in the backgrounds mm. and it wasn't always just crashing into cows exactly exactly there was so, there was cacti out to crash into and you know, yeah random bits of rubble and exactly so yeah i would swap it out for road rash 3 so same game series just different one yeah different title within the series yeah mm. so next one is shining force which is a as far as i could tell an isometric rpg uh i really like these despite the fact i suck at them okay simple uh <laughs> i really suck at them type of games you know i i definitely keep it just for a game that i i struggle to play okay mainly see whereas i'm gonna get rid of it oh i'm gonna swap it out for disney's aladdin oh <laughs> the mega drive version in my opinion the best one Oh yeah, definitely. If you can, it's it's similar to Aliens. Uh, sorry, Alien Three, in that the Mega Drive version was made by a completely different company to the um, the uh, the SNES version. Mm. Whereas, again, Mega Drive version of Disney's Aladdin was Capcom, and no, it wasn't. No, sorry, I got that wrong. Disney's Disney's Aladdin on the Mega Drive was Virgin Media. I was going to say Virgin, Virgin yeah. Yeah, yeah, and the SNES one was a Capcom game. And they are yeah. completely different games. They still follow the story, just like they're still platformers. They just handle differently. Mm. And yeah, the Mega Drive version is the uh, definitive version. Yeah. So yeah, Shining Force is out. Disney's Aladdin is in. Yeah, so Shinobi 3, Return of the Ninja Master. Oh, I'd, I'd keep it just for the fact you fight Spider-Man in it. Oh, you see, you've got yourself mixed up there. It was Shinobi the third... 3. No, no Shinobi no. 2, you thought. The, the one with Spider-Man, with unlicensed Spider-Man. Which is the second Revenge one. of Shinobi, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what are you doing? you want to keep Shinobi 3 or do you want to swap it out for Revenge? I never played Shinobi 3, so I'd probably swap it out for the second one, yeah. Okay, cool. So that's what I, I'm Only because I never played the third one at all. An interesting thing to point out about the Revenge of Shinobi, right? The the press start screen, yeah, was mm. a picture of a person holding a knife and, you know, Shuriken would appear from the side, the ninja stars would appear from the side and he'd bash them off with his knife. Mm. And then, it would, you know, so it's like just if, if you Google it, you'll get what I mean. It's like his eyes, right? What's interesting about that? is uh, when it was created, initially created, he used an unlicensed photograph of um, a Japanese actor. Oh. And so when it was going to be released in America, they were, you know, Sega had already been told, give us loads of money because you've used my photograph without asking. Mm. So they struck a deal with with the Japanese release. But then for the American release, they actually digitally manipulated the photo enough such that it didn't look like it. Ah. Yeah, so just an interesting little tidbit for you. Yeah, didn't know that. So, 
Yeah, so there you go. But yes, also, yeah, you take on Spider-Man at one point, which is an, yeah, interesting, yeah, an interesting addition to the game. Mm. So, yeah. So we're both swapping Shinobi 3. But it, it went to Spider-Man, and then you, you fought him so much, he turned to a giant bat. That's right, yeah. yeah. Mm. So, yeah, we're both going to swap Shinobi 3 for Revenge of Shinobi, right? Mm. Okay. So next on this list is Sonic Spinball. I'd keep it as a, like a curious tidbit. I can only ever play the first stage. Yeah, same here. I can't. I can't do any stages after that. They're all. It's I seem to remember I, you completing it. Yeah, I did. I completed it once and went right. That's done. I put that on my CV and I'll just move <laughs> on. Yeah, it's one of those I keep just for curiosity sake. I, I can do the first stage and then reset and play some else. Yeah, yeah. Occasionally, I'll I'll fire it up on something like on my RG three fifty or something, and play the first level, and then I'll drop out straight away. But it's not something. Again, this is a fantasy list of games, you know, mm. games I'll play forever. So, Sonic Spinball. I like the music in it. I'll be honest. It was. Yeah. It was. I mean, especially the first stage. It was. It it was. It had a lot of funk in it. The mm. first stage, especially. It was just. I don't know. I just liked it. So again, it's another one of those that was created by Sega Technical Institute rather than Sega. So it was still mm. Sega, but it was Sega of America, and they didn't didn't get any input from the Japanese. So there is a huge marketable difference in Spinball to the other games, mm. and it's reflected in everything: the graphics, the content of the game, like you said, the music, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, but even so, for me, it's gone. It's it's got to go because sure. I'm never going to play it. You know, I'm never going to sit down and play it. So yeah. in its place. Cool spot. <laughs> that was just an advertisement. It was. It was along that the same lines. The other one for Seven Up. That was an advertisement yeah, yeah. as well. Yeah, Cool Spot was very much. I want to say Seven Up as well, but yeah, Cool Spot was very much um, a, a game that advertised soft drinks, and the same with. Um, oh, Dear, what was he called? Something dog, the ground dog. It was a ground dog. Yeah, that that was um, a surfer came up with that. The, legend the hot dog of one. Surfer. Yeah, yeah. yeah I know what you mean. I just can't. I can't remember the name off the top of my head. Yeah, a surfer came up with that idea. Okay. Yeah, um, I watched the thing on it. It was it was originally based on this this surfer guy had an idea for a game, and he 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 got backing from something. That's why there was hot dogs in it. I think. It's it, if if you go on YouTube, you can find documentaries about it. I watched one a while ago, but I know an actual surfer came up with the idea for that one. Mm, okay, yeah. so then what I'm guessing is you're going to want to keep the next two, which are Sonic and Sonic Two. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, again, they're, they're the mascot games, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. I don't think we can't. really need to say out about that because it's just mascot games, aren't they? Yeah, everything that could be said about Sonic and Sonic Two has been said about Sonic and Sonic Two. Mm. So next on the list, Space Harrier 2. <laughs> yeah, I'd keep it just for the type of game that I can't play it. Another one of those that it, it'll happily infuriate me until I go, ah, oh, the hell with this and turn off. Do you know what, right? Unrelated to, to, to what we're talking about, but related to Space Harrier 2, um, over the past few years, I've totally gotten into vaporware music. And yeah. that, the, the aesthetics of vaporware is very much 90s clip art, early digital art, and uh, Roman busts of, you know, the sort of cutouts of someone's head sort of thing. Mm. And Space Harrier, the series, just reminds me of Vaporware, just with its the checkered floor and 
bright colours and yeah, exactly. Yeah. But with that that being said, it's gone. It's got to go. <laughs> Flashback is what I'm putting in this place. Oh God, why? I'm I'm thinking of the the PS1 release and I fade to black. Mm-hmm. But flashback was still a pain in the <laughs> It was. And yeah, Fade to Black that you're thinking of is the sequel to Flashback. The one that you could never characters. complete because it always crashed at one point. Yeah, same character, same setup, same situation. But yeah, you could yeah. never finish it. Or at least I'm pretty sure someone did. It was like one in a 50 playthroughs of getting past. Yeah. Because it was bound to crash at some point. I don't know yeah, what it yeah. was. I don't know if it was coded poorly or... They, it made the console overheat, but we either had it on the PS1 or Dreamcast, I think. I can't remember uh, which one we had it on. PS1, for sure. Yeah, and it just it just constantly crashed. Yeah. It was a good game, don't get me wrong. I preferred it over the flashback, mm-hmm. but it just it just constantly crashed. Mm-hmm. And flashback was a pain in the ass anyway. That's true. It reminded me of what I class as them types of games I always associate with like Amiga games mm-hmm. yeah we actually the very first time I played it was on an Amiga I had to keep swapping the floppy disks over uh, it, it, did it have 8 or 9 floppy disks because I, I remember Street Fighter 2 had 10 of them yeah I feel like this one was only like 3 or 4 but yeah Street Fighter 2 mm-hmm. definitely had a, a disk to switch floppy disks between fights each, yeah disk for each character and I believe a different disc for each stage or something like that. Oh, try try playing Street Fighter Two with a, a joystick where all the your, your attack buttons are either on the joystick or on the base. <laughs> oh, bloody nightmare! Not so easy. No. So <laughs> are you? So are you keeping Space Harrier Two? You said you were. Yeah, I'd keep it just for annoyance' sake. Just for yeah. one of those games, I think I'm going to do it this time. I get three stages in and go. I'm going to turn it off or throw the pad at the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Before I, before I drop kick it out of a window. <laughs> so it's interesting that you brought up Street Fighter 2 on the Amiga because Street Fighter 2 Special Championship Edition is the next game on the list. I preferred the original. I know it had like a couple of extra characters and you had like that Bruce Lee knockoff and T-Hawk and the others are brought in. I If, if it was like Street Fighter 2 before the, I think it was six iterations of it, if it was the original, I'd keep it on there. Yeah, that's the thing, right? How many versions of Street Fighter 2 were there? Yeah, you, you you think Resident Evil 4 and Skyrim are bad for ports. Go back and look at uh, Street Fighter 2. I think I counted 15. Oh, I don't mean ports. I mean versions of the same game. Yeah, like, yeah, versions of the same game. Your Championship Edition, Hyper Championship Edition. It was, it was the one that started all the different Street Fighter X Alpha. Holy crap. You know, all the different ones. And even Capcom themselves for the DLC for Dead Rising 3 took the... I was just about to say that. The arcade version, it had eight different names after the um, arcade version. It had eight separate... It was had seven or eight separate names. Yeah. And the guy who, when you started it up, you had the same guy who did the the original Street Fighter 2 names. You know, it said Street Fighter 2. You had the same guy, but it had all different versions at the end of it. I always found that really funny when playing the the DLC for Dead Rising 3. The guy went through all the different names. Okay. But if, again, I'd, I'd, I'd probably swap it for the original Street mm-hmm. Fighter 2 because the Championship Edition, you could, I, do, I don't even know if there's a story mode in the Championship Edition. I think it's just like a massive like championship, you know, knockout stages. 
Mm-hmm. I think it's just that. I could be wrong. Yeah, but the I only thing I remember of that was the two extra characters, which was the Brutally Knockoff and T-Hawk. Mm. I, I don't think there has ever been a story to the Street Fighter games. The, and... You had individual stories for the characters in Street Fighter 2. They yes. all had their own ending screen. You know. Okay. Um, but I definitely switch it out for the original Street Fighter 2. Sure, okay. Just for confusion's sake. <laughs> <laughs> See, whereas me, I'm swapping it for something completely different. So I'm not keeping it, I'm swapping it. All right. Jungle Strike. Oh, I knew that was going to appear somewhere on this list. <laughs> I believe that's one of Ike's favourite games for the Mega Drive, isn't it? He's got all of them now. Whenever we go to Retro Affairs, he's got a big list of all of them. And yeah. he he's trying to get the original versions and the you know the different colour electronic art versions. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you had the original types. versions and you had the electronic arts versions. The electronic arts versions had that yellow tab. Oh, right. And I think he's trying to get all of them. <laughs> He's got like Jungle Strike and then Desert Strike. He's got the yellow tab. Urban Strike, he's got the yellow tab. I think it was four of them. Wow, okay. Four, four separate versions. I can't remember what the other one was. Interesting, okay. So this this next title, yeah, I'd be very surprised if you wouldn't want to keep it. Go on. Streets of Rage 2. This one's got 10 Ps next to it instead <laughs> of 15. So it's definitely one I'd keep. And again... If anyone else has switched it out, you're a nemesis for life. I don't care. Quite happily be someone's nemesis for life over this game. Um, but yeah, I'd definitely keep this game. This this is like top tier side scrolling beat em up. Yeah. Top it, tier. It's never just. got any better than this. It, this was the peak. This yeah. and Golden Axe 2 were just the peak. Not many things have come close to being better than this mm. over any console side-scrolling. I mean, you know, you, you had the unofficial Bomber games that came out later on, God, which was like a love letter to it. You had you had games that were similar to it, like Mother Russia Bleeds mm. and uh, Castle Crashes. That was just funny from start to finish. Um, and that was more of an RPG fighting game than anything else. You know, you had games like The Bouncer on PS2, which was uh, really good. It was a similar style thing. It was it was 3D, but a lot of it was side scrolling. So that was that was really good. That was um, a square version of Streets of Rage. But Streets of Rage 2, it was my god. I mean, I can't remember who you said, but I remember you said one of your friends when they had Streets of Rage 2, they burnt out four four cartridges playing it that much. Yeah, I think, yeah, that was that was Sai. Back in the day, Sai um managed to actually he burnt the cartridge out by playing it that much. I mean, we never got that far, but we I think we did have the Mega Drive running incredibly hot playing it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We, we, we had to forcibly turn it off like every five hours. This is how much <laughs> we played it. Just <laughs> just for the thought of we're going to do some damage here, so we'll turn it off for like an hour, then go on it for another five hours. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I don't think there's much that can be said about that. It's just, it is top notch. There's There's very little problem with it. Apart from the fact you could kick the crap out of each other. But you could in the first one. So you're going in knowing that there's a very distinct chance you could beat the living crap out of each other. Exactly. I think, was it the second or third one that introduced the actual dual mode? Was it the second one? Uh, when you got to the end and Mr. X... No, no, from the menu you can choose a dual. Oh, I believe that was the second one. 
You could do the same with gold masks, couldn't you? Like, you kick could, the crap yeah. out of each other. Like a fighting mode or whatever. But in the second one, you you had the the awesome thing where it didn't. When you got to Mister X, you didn't have to choose. Because <laughs> yeah, I remember true. the first time we played it, I don't know whose console we were on, but there was me and you. I played as Blaze. You played as Adam. We got all the way to the end, and one of us chose yes to join him, mm-hmm. and we had to kick the living crap out of each other. And I think after that battle was where the the lifelong thing that we've we've still have to this day. The lifelong rule of you never fight against each other in games. Yes. Because I think that ended in an actual fist fight between us. Oh, it did, yeah. I can't can't remember who won, but that ended in an actual fist fight between us. Because we we teamed up and we got that far. We spent all day, because it took us about six attempts to get right to the ending boss. Mm. And one of us kept mashing a button to skip the text. And then the other one went, oh, hang on, I don't want to join him. We clicked no, and then we ended up beat the crap out of each other. I can't remember who won. And then that led to an actual fist fight in real life. It did. It did. Just, just for the 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 journey, the emotion, the how much we fought to get to the end, and then one of us skipped it. <laughs> the dialogue. Yeah. We didn't know what we were agreeing to, and it just it got too much, and we ended up actually fighting each other. Blows were thrown. <laughs> there was only like four or five of them that connected before we got separated, but it was like. You know, like the cartoon fight where you see the dust cloud and arms and legs and stuff. I, I remember we actually forcefully fought, so we ended up at another part of the room with it. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I'll, I'll never forget that. And that's where the, the lifelong you never fight each other rule comes in. And we never have. Never have. We've never gone against each other. We, yeah. we, we play, I remember we played, was it, I can't remember what it was called, on the Jaguar. A fighting game where you could play as like Lucius and Volcanic. Yeah, we played Ultra Vortec and we played against each other, but that was in a very controlled environment <laughs> where there was someone sat between us. Yeah, and, and uh, they would we, pick the characters that we would play as as well. Yeah, they would pick the the opposite the, the characters we play as, and it was never people we were good at. So yeah. that that got us getting good at it, and then when we finally had a a basic knowledge of all the characters, it was more. It was more of a spectator thing because we knew what we were doing. Mm-hmm. But I, I definitely remember we, we came to blows over any sort of fighting game. Yeah. Um, you know, with, with Streets of Rage being like the, the, the starting point of it, but we had to either not fight each other or play with each other and actually know what we were doing. Yeah. But Streets of Rage, the first time we got to the end and we... We, we flipped the battle and we ended up with blows. After that, it was always, right, put the pad down. <laughs> and then, because exactly. if one of you chose yes to join and one of you chose no, it came to blows. Like, you had to fight each other. If you both chose yes, he said there can always be one successor. So you still had to fight each other. <laughs> yeah. So Streets of Rage 2 was the only Streets of Rage game that I know of where you could actively choose to become the bad guy. Mm. Which, if you if you know the the story of Streets of Rage, you know why the hell would you actually choose to join him? You know the the whole the whole city's gone to pot. You know organized crime has taken over. The police there's not very much the police can actually do because they can't catch them because the the police are outnumbered. So three police officers turn in their badge and form like a rogue group to take down Mister X. Yeah. So you, you, you're basically, you're throwing away the backup of the police, risking your life 
to take down Mr. X. So there was three police officers brave enough to do it. And that was the whole story of it. And in the second one, one of your original group was kidnapped. And, you you know, the person who was kidnapped, his little brother and his best friend, who happened to be a pro wrestler, built like a brick outhouse, joined the team of Axel and Blaze to uh, take down Mr. X and free your friend. Yep. Even now, talking about it, when you get to the end, that music you hear, <laughs> it just culminates all the hard work you put into it. Just sort of... And then, you know, you, you go through all these stages, which you'll happily do over and over again. But when you go all out and out to complete it, music is just oh, best ending credits ever. Because it's... It was it, it was a perfect storm. Oh, it's so satisfying. About it. Yeah, everything yeah. everything about Streets of Rage Two is perfect. Yeah, I've got no faults with it apart from if you're playing with someone, you end up coming to blows. <laughs> <laughs> but we 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 definitely stay the hell away from each other in them games. So yeah, definitely. And anyone else who I've actually played the game with, like Ike and a few other people, they don't mind if we end up kicking the crap out of each other inadvertently. But I know when I'm playing with you, one of us gets annoyed with it. Yeah. <laughs> so we're, we're very careful. Yeah. Definitely keep that game on there. So we talked about Streets of Race 2 and we keep in that one. Mm. What about Strider, which is the next game? I've got seven Ps next to it instead of ten. It's one of those games where back in the day I could never complete it, but I had a blast playing it. Strider yeah. and and the sequels, I I wouldn't get rid of it for anything. Exactly. It, it's 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 one of those that is a perfect hack and slash platformer that is just I want to pick up, play something stupid, and turn it off after ten minutes and not worry about any kind of progress that's lost or any kind of story or anything, he's literally just run from left to right, jumping a bunch of times and slashing at the enemies. Now, if I had to exchange this, or if I could add, considering I jettisoned one from earlier on, mm-hmm. in addition to this, or if I had to switch this, I would change it for Wolfchild. The game that was awesome, I only ever played the third stage because I got the code and never played the third stage. And the front box scared the living shit out of me. Yeah. The front cover scared the crap out of me. But I remember whenever you said, oh, let's, 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 let's play this like a, a life at a time or a stage at a time, I couldn't look at the box. So you had to put the box down on its front, open it so I couldn't see the front put the cartridge in and then put the box away because it just scared the living crap out of me when I was that young. Yeah. But the game itself, just br- I can't play it now for anything. I can't play it for Toffee now. But back in the day, I remember we could like take turns and go through it a life at a time and beat the living crap out of that game. So that's like an honourable mention I put on here. Okay. No, that's just, oh, just an- another one of those perfect Storm games. Just, mwah, you know, just brilliant. <laughs> that, that would be my reaction to that. Streets of Rage 2 and Strider, just, mwah, you know. There you go. <laughs> the trifecta, the Squinch mm. trifecta. That is, it's one of those games where I'd have that reaction whilst twizzling my moustache, you know. <laughs> Fair mm. enough. That's yeah, highest, highest praise I can give any game, that. Moustache <laughs> twizzling, you know. 
Okay, so yeah, I'm going to keep Strider as well. I like that you so you jettisoned the game earlier on, and you just get got rid of it. You didn't want it, um, so you've kept that, so you could get Wolf uh, Wolfchild. I like it. Okay. Oh, if I had to get rid of Strider, I put Wolfchild in. Okay, uh, uh, it's it's very similar to it, apart from you played as a guy, and then if you got like a, it was a DNA capsule or something, you turn into a wolf that could shoot projectiles and the similar vein to what Strider did with his strikes. So yeah. he could shoot that projectile. Plus you became like super strong as well. That's true. And yeah. You could jump a bit higher, I think. And you moved a bit quicker. So obviously turning into the wolf, you you were more agile and you were like ten times stronger and blah blah blah. You know? Yeah. So it was um I definitely put that in if I had to switch Strider out. Okay. Very or nice. I'd I'd cheekily put in Wolf Child in if I could. You know, <laughs> just kick it in before the uh yeah, to give it a boot it in the door before the finalizer. You know, last minute, get in there. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Okay, so the next one on the list, well, there are only a few left now. Uh, next mm. one on the list is Super Fantasy Zone. For those who don't know, this is the game where you play as a tiny little spaceship with wings because that's how that works, and you mm. can fly to the left or to the right of the stage, and you just have to sort of shoot stuff and collect things. There isn't really, I mean, there is a story, but there isn't really a point to it i can't remember if it came out like for the rest of the world but i know it was on the nintendo originally wanted the nes it wouldn't have been because this was a sega game well the summit similar on the nes okay but it had like the 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 capsule was like red with a blue screen and wings i'm pretty sure there was something similar on the nes i wouldn't be surprised if there was something similar it's a very sort of common trope i didn't like Super Fantasy Zone too much. It was I like the idea of Darius and G Darius where you're going in one direction, mm-hmm. but Super Fantasy Zone you could change direction. I remember I didn't like that. Yeah, it it, it had that element of choice slash open world to it. Maybe not open world, but a choice of where you go. And I didn't like that too much. Um, I definitely switched this one out. What are you switching out for? Alien Three. Come on, as if I wasn't going to put it on this. The the game is absolutely awesome, including the abattoir level, the kitchen abattoir level. Mm. I mean, I've said this before, but the music for that on a loop, I've got a six-minute version of that, and I listen to that when I'm at the gym. I don't blame you, my dude. I don't blame you. It just, it just whenever I hear that music, whatever I'm doing, it gets dialed up to 11. <laughs> Simple, I just... You know, it's intermittently, you know, for like two minutes at a time, I go for it and then I calm down. Then I go for it and then I calm down. So okay. I definitely put Alien 3 on there. Okay, fair enough. So I'm getting rid of Super Fantasy Zone for mm. much the same reasons that you did. It's It feels like a more chill game that you're just going to sort of fly around and mm. just do some stuff, and it's not what I'm looking for. But uh, what I am looking for is Bubsy. <laughs> the the only acceptable Bubsy game was the first one. Yes. Any after that, the 3D version we don't ever talk about, and even the latest release, it's more of a, I don't, it's it's more of a just um you tap a button to jump game. Yeah. Which is weird. It's like a it's on rails, yes. which never fit right for Bubsy. But the first game I did like. I can never play it. It's one of those games where it's um it was meant to be a mascot that never really took off. Mm. 
it's you know as as chief would say it's 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 it's, it's a lot of fun it's it yeah it's it you know, yeah, you know yeah. um so next on the list we've only got about seven left to go next yeah. on the list is tetris now i've decided I mean, I don't, we don't need to describe Tetris. I've decided to keep it because as much as I said that Columns was a Tetris clone and Clax is kind of a Tetris clone, I like it. I like the original Tetris. You know, none of this mm. super Tetris deluxe, super duper version or whatever. Championship edition, that's of like yeah, seven right. split screens and powers uh, and all the rest of well, it. Well, again, there's nothing wrong with that. There, it, it does feel nice just to sit and do Tetris for a while, you know, that it's... Mm. It's not. It's just, one of those you can actually just zone out and yeah, let your hands do yeah. the, you know. There's there's not much needed for it because once you once you get the basic mechanics of Tetris, you're on autopilot really. Mm. Unless it, you're really yeah. trying to go, you know, improve your skill on it. Yeah. So mm. what do you think is good? Are you going to keep Tetris? Or are you going to get rid of it? What are you doing? Keep it as a classic. I mean, I originally played it on the Game Boy, where the story was you were creating panels for a rocket ship mm-hmm. to go into space. So once you get to a set level. It wasn't even fast because as long as you did the achieve like the desired goal, you could keep going, and or you could like intentionally lose. As long as you did the the goal of creating a panel, you could go to the next stage. So it was one of those where you could do it. It did get faster, but not ridiculously yeah. fast like it can do. Okay. But yeah, I I keep it just for it's a classic, and it? it's one of those classic sure. games. What, whatever whatever console it's on, it's just a classic game. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So we're both keeping Tetris. Mm. Um, next one on the list, there's like five left after this. Thunder Force Three. Oh yeah, definitely keep Thunder yeah. Force Three. Yeah, okay. just it's just it's you, you play as a helicopter and you shoot and stuff down, and it's it's got um it's got that space harrier aesthetic to it. I see as well. Yeah. So I I definitely keep it because it's it's one of those classic ones that I I love to hit. <laughs> interesting, interesting. I decided to get rid of it. Did you? Yeah, swapping out for Mortal Kombat 2. Ooh. Yeah. I mean... Nice. It's it's fun. It's a stupid little fighter game. It's it's the uncensored one. So the SNES version was censored. Mm. The Mega Drive one was not censored. And there's blood and guts everywhere. And, you know, it's just loads of fun, you know? Only because you ever played as you only ever played as Baraka and you knew one fatality. That was it. Well, yeah, that was a good fatality to chop the head off. Whereas I made a point of trying to learn all the uh, friendships and babalities. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get all of them. I got most of them. Okay. And just one point to mention about Mortal Kombat Two: the hell with trying to go invisible, invisible reptile. It took too long. <laughs> yeah. The hell with it. Yeah. But, you mean, block and then, you block and then put seven inputs in to go invisible. And yeah. then if you got hit. You became visible again. What's the point? And the reason for that, to make it difficult so that then, you know, otherwise everyone would just do it. You know, that, I yeah. get it. I get it. So, Like the yeah. bicycle kick with Liu Kang. You could start the, the wind-up for that before you actually gain control. That's exactly it, yeah. <laughs> so next on the list, Toe Jam and L. I never got the game. I couldn't get into it, so I'm, I'm getting rid of it. and swapping it for something. Same here. Um, I get the idea. You've got two player split screen. Some aliens have crash landed. They need to pick up some stuff to rebuild their ship. But mm. I, I can think of a better game where you are an alien on an alien planet, and that's Taz in Escape from Mars. You're not going for the original one where it didn't have sound effects; it just had music. 
Yeah, Tales in Escape from Mars. That's the one I'm going for. I want the sound effect of the music. I didn't play too much of Tales from Escape from Mars, but it was definitely better than the original Tasmania. I like the original Tasmania, but I didn't like the fact there was no sound effects. Yeah. Mm. Fair enough. But yeah, my switch for yes. Toe Jam and L would be running Stimpy and the, what was it, the Stimpy's Invention. Oh. Yeah. Ren and Stimpy on there. What a decision. Same screen. You could switch between them by pushing uh, start. Or if you played two player, you had control of them. And you could still, if you watch Ren and Stimpy like I did, if you played as Ren, you could still slap Stimpy. <laughs> you just want to play it to slap Stimpy, don't you? No, I want to play it as Ren so I can grab Stimpy, squeeze him, and have him fart and send me real high up in the air. <laughs> Plus, the game was really difficult. And uh, the last stage was actually making your way through Stimpy's invention. Okay. okay. So I'd, I'd swap, swap it for that in a heartbeat. Simple. So the the we're coming on the last four now. We're coming up on the last four now. So next on the list, Vector Man. I'd keep it. You'd keep it? Yep. Okay. Uh, I've gotten rid of it. I'd definitely keep it just because there, there was very little games on the Mega Drive that had the same graphic style. Mm. So very sort of, to me, it kind of looked like next gen. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd keep it just for that. It, it was it was a very, very good futuristic looking game. Kind of showing off what the Mega Drive was capable of as a yeah. graphics. Precisely. Yeah. Whereas I went with, let's swap this out for Jurassic Park. God, why? <laughs> because it was a fun game to play. You, know, you could sneak around as the raptor and eat people, or you can run around as Dr. Grant and shoot Risk lots getting of... by the T-Rex in the dinghy. Yeah, yeah. Shoot lots of... I've forgotten about the dinghy bit. Straight mm. out of the book, that bit. The most horrific, scary scene in the entire book that was yeah. never adapted to the screen, and I can see why. Because that would have been just hor- like imagining it whilst reading the book is horrific and then i mean trying to imagine it on screen Whoa. i mean considering that 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 movie was even though it adds like death and, and people getting eaten and stuff it was mainly aimed at kids mm-hmm. you couldn't have that scene from the book in there it just wouldn't it'd be too much if they put it in as a deleted scene now if they said oh we recorded it but you know we filmed it but it'd be too much i would love to see it but to be in the actual film, it's a bit too much. For those who don't know what we're talking about, mm. go read the book. <laughs> yeah, I've read the book, and it's the chaos theory sections are hard to get your head around, but the book is different from the movie. Mm. If you read the book, if you, if you already watched the movie and you read the book, you can see where they've adapted it from. Yeah. But a lot of it's... I mean, in the book, the kids go through more harrowing experiences. Yes. It's, it's a lot. The, the book is much more of a, a rocky road for the kids than the movie is. Yes. And I like that in the book, but in the movie, it had been, again, way too much because mm. it's it's mainly sort of like a, a movie for kids. So, but yeah, yeah Jurassic Park, pain in the ass game, but, you know, definitely thumbs up for that one. Okay, excellent. So the, the final few I've got here are Virtual Fighter 2. Get rid of it. Good man. Um, I'm thinking the same. What are you swapping it for? Mortal Kombat 2. Mm. 
Oh, like for like. Okay, yeah, yeah. Just because um, Virtual Fighter 2 on the Mega Drive, it was very slow. So, so the way that I would say it is, it's a technological marvel. Yeah. You know, what they were able to achieve. But yeah, you're right. It's quite slow. It's it's very slow, much like um, Virtual Vita versus Tekken on the Mega Drive. I don't mm-hmm. know if that was official or or like um, a homebrew game, but it was very slow because I remember the, playing the Virtual Fighters on the Sega Saturn and they were fast as hell. Mm-hmm. I also remember playing Virtual Fighter on the Sega Saturn with the steering wheel. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. We'll have to do that so, again on time for perhaps a live stream or something. I'll, I'll have to break out. I'll have to buy a steering wheel. I don't have it. I've got an arcade stick and the 3D pad, which I don't like for the Saturn, but I don't have the steering wheel. So that's probably the next acquisition I'll try and get. Mm. But yeah, I'd flip out Virtual Fighter 2, which was, um, I didn't like it. It was just, it was ambitious, but slow. I flip it out for Mortal Kombat 2. So I like for like straight swap. Okay. Uh, for me, I'm swapping it out for Judge Dredd. Oh, oh God, Judge Dredd, much like Stargate, yeah. very similar style play. But Judge Dredd, you were able to complete it. Stargate, you get so far and then you were locked. Yes. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, Judge Dredd, what a game. Yeah, yeah, based on obviously the Sly Stallone movie of the same title. So mm. yeah, swap it out for that. So Wonder Boy in Monster World? Keep. Good man, good man. It's I'm one of those classics, isn't it? Yeah. Um, only because the next game I get on my Switch is going to be Wonder Boy and Monster World, the sort of re- the remake. And so I want to be able to sort of compare the two. Uh, a little bit of uh, info going in. Wonder Boy and Monster World, the remake, to get some of the cheats, some of the secret areas, you've got to flip back to the original style because you can flip on the fly. Yeah, you can. Original yeah. style and new style. To get some of the secret areas, you've got to flip back to the original style of gaming. Oh, interesting. Yeah, Ike told me that one because he's got it. Interesting. Okay, so we're both agreeing to keep that one. Mm. Last game on the Mega Drive Mini in my list, World of Illusion. I'm getting rid of it. Uh, I decided to get rid of it too. Are you swapping it for something? Yep. Oh, what are you swapping it for? Alien Storm. Oh. Oh, yeah. I wasn't going to leave a list out, a list without having Alien Storm. I mean, what a game. Yeah, okay, yeah. I totally dig that. Absolutely. Mm. Was that was the first person shooter type? It, it had first person segments in it, but it was That's mainly right. like uh, it was like a streets race type game. But you played as three people trying to save the world from an alien invasion, and you played as a dude with a ray gun, a woman with a ray gun, or a robot with a ray gun. No, just a robot. <laughs> each each shot lasers. It wasn't a ray gun. It was lasers. Of all the things that could quite easily have a ray gun. A robot is one of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it just had lasers instead. Fair enough. Okay. Um, never completed it, though. Got to the last stage, but never managed to complete it. It just got... The last stage just went... Uh, it was a nice, easy progression, then the difficulty curve went from, you know, nice, easy progression to a massive spike. Mm. It was really difficult to play for me. Fair enough. But again, if I would have had an arcade stick, I probably would have done it, but I only yeah. had a pad back then. Okay, so you're swapping it for Alien Storm. Mm-hmm. I'm swapping it out for Tanglewood. <laughs> because it is a gorgeous video game. And I was kind of expecting you to flip it out for one of the new ones. I was expecting Xeno Gears to be, uh, Xeno Crisis, Crisis to be on here somewhere. Yeah. 
I haven't played Xeno Crisis, so I couldn't really say, but I have played Tanglewood on real hardware with a real cartridge, and it Mm. is just absolutely gorgeous. I played it at the NVM, the National Video Game Museum, Mm. and it is wonderfully gorgeous. So, Mm. yeah, I'd swap it out for that. I do have an honourable mention. Oh, okay. Before we do that, That, what's the honourable mention? That I'd put in, much like um, Wolfchild, if I had the chance, just like kick it through the door before they finalised it. Um, Sonic and Knuckles. Interesting. Okay. Mainly because um, it, it gave a different story. It's the first time I got introduced to Knuckles because I didn't read the comics. And he had a different storyline. So in the Sonic game, he was tormenting Sonic because he was under the belief from Eggman that Sonic was after the um, the Master Emerald, the big Emerald. Mm-hmm. Emerald. And when you played as Knuckles, you were after Robotnik because he had taken the, the Master Emerald. And you, you're the guardian as Knuckles. You're the you're the echidna who guards it, and you're trying to get it back. It, it was just that weird thing of you either play as Sonic where Knuckles seemed to be a bad guy, or you play as Knuckles where he's trying to retrieve the and it, and it had all the the extra little bits that I was kind of fond of. So you had like the the flame bubble, the electric bubble, the normal bubble, which gave you infinite air when you're under underwater. Mm-hmm. You know, and the different effects of that. You still had the if you got all of the emeralds, you could flip to supersonic. You know. He had some really cool stages and mechanics in the stages as well. So if I could kick that in the door before they finalised it, I definitely would. It's like, shove it through the door. Get in there. Go on. Look like you belong. Quick. Before they finalise it. Go on. Get in the school photo like no one no one notices. Just kick him in. Go on. <laughs> that's fair enough. Okay, so that's our, that's our list of Mega Drive games that we would have put on the Mega Drive Mini had we uh, had an unlimited budget for licensing and marketing and stuff. Based on the original games that ended up in there, but swapping some out and keeping some, um, let us know in comments on the actual page for the episode or on Twitter or Facebook what you would have swapped out if you agree with what we've chosen, if you disagree with what we've chosen. Let's keep this conversation going because I think this is something that everyone's going to have an opinion on this and everyone's going to think that maybe... You know, their choices are maybe better or whatever, and that's fine. That's absolutely fine. Let's get this conversation going. We are going to do the PS1 Classic in the next episode, mm-hmm. so stick around for that. Um, I think the um, the choices you make in this game, it's not sort of, there's no wrong choice mm-hmm. in this one for all the games you have, but again, if you take out Strider or Streets of Rage 2 or Fantasy Star 4, you, you're on my list of nemeses, I think. <laughs> Simple as. Fair not a bad enough. thing. No, of course not. you're on that list. Because <laughs> don't touch them. Just don't. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> There's no wrong choice. Just if you choose to replace them three, it's not a wrong choice. You're just my nemesis five after that. Exactly. So be aware that if you choose to swap those ones out, you, you'll you have an angry squidge after you. <laughs> Nothing worse than an angry squidge in any, exactly. any walk of life. Exactly. So, yeah, what we'll do is we'll leave it at that and we'll come back again another time. So mm. we'll catch you again soon. See you later, Squidgy. See you later, Squidgy.
Intro music is Behind the Lines by Ian Sutherland. Outro music is I Need You Watashi no Sabate by GH. Spoiler break music is Spectral Subdiffusion Mix by Phonics. Palette cleansing music is Breathe Deep, Breathe Clear by Siobhan Gay. See the show notes for more details. The Waffling Tailors podcast is a proud member of the J&J Media Network. To find out more about J&J Media, head over to jayandjay.media or check the show notes for a link.